Let me know when we're ready. Let's go. Let's we are live Le- Orlando. What episode are we at? 142. We got my guy Lazarus in the building. Divine in the building. Nah, baby. Mike check. One smoke. Tune in. Mine's gone. Got to keep the script from both of my arms strong. Save for the Apollos. Aldrin and Armstrong. Can't feel the mission. Visualizing dread and all that is gone wrong. Take a deep breath and buckle in. It's the start of the launch dawns. In eight and a half minutes, using four million pounds of propellant. Three liquid fuel engines consumed that the rocket's expelling. Accelerating. Now we're surpassing the speed of sound and excelling. Starting to lose gravity. Can't tell if it's the ground. To the ceiling, and now my blood flows upward, pooling from my feet to my brain. Cerebral veins, vision's getting blurry, can't see in frame. I need to maintain as the G Force of three G's is attained. Finally released into an orbit as we exceed the terrain. We live within our limits from our frail rooftops as we look up to the clouds, see if rain gon' drop. Every day on earth, a struggle, pain don't stop. But from where I'm at, all I see is a pale blue dot. From every great conqueror to all of those oppressed, to every species above and below the ocean crest for anything we've known within our plain view stops because from where i'm at all i see is a pale blue dot my eardrums hey, don't numb to this, man. silence shut the lights off on my suit just a glance in my iris all i see is pitch dark we got the co-host snowboard vision in the building never imagined it like this turn my head and miss the earth i've seen an atlases and compasses just hovering in front of me and hanging on to nothingness 24,000 miles move my hand around the circumference the beauty is so wondrous a billion of us come from this an emergence of a blue flame emits from the perimeter the mighty sun rises just as i could witness this phenomenon all light is dim photometer. The only thing that I can see this lit is distant Andromeda. Temperature lifts on thermometer. And now my head is feeling full from the pressure of circulation. Can't let my muscles atrophy. Train for self-preservation. And as I strap myself to get rest on this highest station, the sun sets to reveal a majestic illumination. We live within our limits from our frail rooftops. As we look up to the clouds, see if rain gon' drop. Every day on earth a struggle, pain don't stop. But from where I'm at, all I see is a pale blue dot. From every great conqueror to all of those oppressed To every species above and below the ocean crest For anything we've known within our plain view stops Cause from where I'm at, all I see is a pale blue dot 16 times a day I orbit the earth in its most The green hue of aurora borealis Alright, they gotta stream it, they yeah. gotta get it It's that pale blue dot Lazarus, what's good, man? What's good, what's good, man? How you feeling? I'm having fun, man. I'm out in Miami, man. It's, it's, it's always fun in Miami. Miami's you know? a lot different than Detroit. Uh, it's a lot different from Detroit, and it's also a lot different from Las Vegas, where I'm currently practicing medicine. Okay, that's what's okay. up. Yeah, I'm from Buffalo. I know Detroit well. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. You and, know, and the we, cold winters and all yeah, that? Yeah, yeah. 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 Nephew just pulled up to the stew. You can hear him. <laughs> you know what I mean? All loud and shit. Them chargers, them, them scat packs. You know? But uh, you started it off with it. Right, you're practicing out here. Right, so I'm in I'm in Las Vegas. Yeah. So I'm practicing medicine. Today actually marks the 10-year anniversary to me practicing as a full-time licensed. Oh, cheer on that, man. Attending physician. Let's go, man. It's been, Congratulations. It's been, 10, it's been 10 long years, and God knows how many patient encounters, man. But um, I never took time off from medicine. Like, even when I was doing my tours, I never took time off. I was always active. In medicine for the for the past ten years up until today. What exactly in medicine do you do? So I'm a hospitalist. Um, so I do medicine. So I you know admit patients that come in from the emergency room. I take care of the medical illnesses and everything like that, and I discharge them when they're ready to go. Fire. So, so you're you're really the 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 street 
Super you know, physician. Amen. That's the word on the street. That's the word on the street right now. You know? What's good, my boy? It's nephew right here. Space, space. What's good? What's we good? all heard him coming in hot. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> Loud as hell. I think one of the biggest questions is how many lives did he save? Yeah, like I said, I don't even have an answer to that, man. I mean, and that number really exponentially went up during COVID time mm-hmm. because I was on the front line. I literally, um, when the news came out that everybody got to stay inside and stuff like that, I'm like, all right, man, I got to stay inside. But they're like, no, Dr. Khan, we need you in the hospital working overtime. Mm-hmm. And so I ended up working more during the COVID period, like 2020, 2021. I worked more in the hospital than I ever did in my entire career um, in medicine. And it was to the point where like my colleagues were getting sick and, and they were signing out. So I had to pick up their patients as well. Um, and I just saw endless deaths like back to back. It was traumatic in a way, but it was, it made me stronger as a person, but it also allowed me to then take the information I gained at the time and relay it back to the hip hop community. Um, Chuck D in particular has been a big mentor of mine and, uh, me and him really was talking every day, talking about all the management. Um, I actually had um, a platform where I was talking to LL Cool J. Mm-hmm. I was talking to Fat Joe. You know, y'all just had Fat Joe on, yeah, the, on, the, on the podcast. Shout out, to, shout out to my brother, Fat Joe. Don't want Gino. What up? DX in the building. He hit me up when um, Dr. Dre, remember, he had a brain aneurysm yeah. that had developed. There was a lot of um, panic going on in the hip-hop community. Fat Joe hit me up. We did a live on a big, big podcast about it, you know, um, and so it, it just put me in a, in, in Vlad TV. I was shout out to DJ Vlad. Yeah, I was on, I was Vlad. on his, I was on his podcast as Dr. Khan um, mm. during the whole pandemic. I was on there a few times. That's fire. You know? So like, what was that? Um, what was that experience like for you? Cause you know, you got the people who weren't afraid. I wasn't afraid of COVID, right? Like yeah. I was a bring it on, but I'm a young dude. I'm healthy. Of course. Um, so I wasn't really afraid of it, but we lost uh, DJ Shea. From Shea, Buffalo, which is Shea. Yeah. Right. Um, to COVID. So what was that experience? DJK like Slay, you know, rest yeah, in peace Slay as well. Yeah. Um it was a lot of people. I lost I lost a lot of relatives. I lost my uncle I'm from Karachi, Pakistan. Rest in peace. God God rest his soul. Um in the experience, man, uh when when COVID first came out, when people started talking about it at first, I was like, Okay, it's gonna be another flu kind of thing. So I wasn't too worried about it. I didn't get worried because of anything that the media was saying, because they, you know, there's a lot of things that said in the media and we're supposed to be scared of this, scared of that. Yeah. So, but it, it really got me shook is when I seen it for the first time in the hospital. And when actually seeing, I seen young people, just like I said, only older people were getting sick and yeah. dying. But I, when I actually saw younger people like my age and below, like thir- in the thirties, <laughs> late twenties, and they's getting super mm-hmm. sick and actually dying, going into the intensive care unit and actually dying. That's when I was like, all right, something's going on over here. I don't know where this thing came from. I don't know who made it or where, what, you know, what the source of it was. But I did know that it was real and it was killing people of all age ranges and that we needed to be afraid. Let me ask you a question. In your, in your professional opinion, shot or no shot? Um, that's that's a, a controversial thing. To me, when it first, when a shot first came out, I was just, I was very skeptical as well because I was like, you know, there's a lot of stuff and how you gonna fast track this. It hasn't been have had proper testing and all that stuff. So I was real skeptical, but I was also a guinea pig because in order for me to mm. maintain my, my position, seeing the it. COVID patients, I had to take the shot. Mm-hmm. Um, and whether I wanted to be an, a public advocate for it or not, it was just, I was on the fence with that because I didn't know, you know, it's a new, a brand new thing. So I'm not just going to say that the FDA, whoever came up with this is, is, is the golden treatment because it hasn't been tested enough. We've had clinical trials, but, you know, what's the real on that? I saw in the beginning, I did see that the uh, the vaccinated patients were getting less sick than the ones uh, that were not vaccinated. 
But I feel like things got blown out of proportion with vaccinations later on. Like, and COVID went away, faded away. Hmm. And people are still talking about getting vaccines and just to point to the point where I'm like, it's not necessary right now. Yeah. You know, there was a time where we was we were really in a critical bubble where it was just kind of like, yo, we got to do something to get rid of this virus. You know what I mean? Yeah, it was terrifying. You know, a lot of conspiracies <laughs> pop up. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then, like I said, I, I base everything off of my personal firsthand experiences. If if there's something they're talking about. Um, there were certain medications that they were saying that you should or shouldn't take, but I was like, no, that's, that's not it. You know, it's, yeah. it's working like this for me in the hospital. So that's what I'm going to advocate for. Okay. And then, you know, the, we never had a doctor up here, you know, so right. this, this is definitely new territory for us. Yeah, yeah. You know, uh, one of our, one of our athletes went down to Hamlin from Buffalo, mm-hmm. um, on a football hit and he had a cardiac arrest and a oh, lot man. of people, a lot of people start throwing out the conspiracy theories, the reason this is happening is yeah. because of the COVID shot. Is there any truth to that? Um, you know, it's really hard for me to say. You know, yeah. I, I, I don't, I haven't really seen too many cases of, of too many adverse reactions to people that were vaccinated, but I'm not over here to take sides of, you know, the vaccination did or did not cause such and such because at the end of the day, we didn't have that tested. So is there a possibility? Yeah, I'm not just going to be like, yeah, go vaccine. You know, it's, yeah, I respect know. that. You know, um, and that's one of the other things with medications. Being a doctor, sometimes they criticize me like, man, you just a pharma rep. You just uh, (laughs) taking medications that people uh, telling you to prescribe. I'm like, man, first of all, I advocate lifestyle modification before any medication. Even a person comes in for blood pressure. You know what I mean? Like, Mm -hmm. I'm going to be like, yo, what are you going? What are you doing with your exercise routine? What are you eating? What kind of nutrients are you taking into your body before I put them on the metoprolol or the or the atenolol or the hydrochlorothiazide? You know what I mean? So. I always advocate for organic treatments before we go into prescription medications. Okay. Um, and not every doctor thinks like that, but I, I, I like to think from a holistic perspective. That's dope. That's real dope. So you, you're juggling pharmacist, doctor, rap. You got to juggle everything. And even at rap, it's not even just emceeing. Like, I'm overseeing the production. I'm overseeing the mixes. I'm overseeing the mastering. I'm overseeing the video production. I'm very involved in hip hop. So it's like, I don't just go in the studio rap and walk away. I like to, I like to look at every little thing that's going on in every department. So talk to us about the track that we just heard. Cause yeah. that, that's yeah. super important. The track, yeah. yeah, yeah that's that, very, very important. Hit that while it's fresh. So that record came out this year. It was April 7th, 2023 this year when a uh, historical, uh, you know, occurrence happened in, in hip hop. It was the first time a song was premiered from the international space station. That's outside crazy. of planet Earth. First time in the song. I thought it was the first, above Earth. I, I thought it was the first hip hop song when I got into the project, but I later learned that no, actually this is gonna be the first song uh. in music period that ever gets premiered from the International Space Station. That is crazy. It, right. it happened um it was like when I was doing the COVID, when I was doing a lot of the podcasts and stuff at the time talking about that. I did a a clubhouse event where I was talking about um COVID and something going on in India at the time. So I was on this, on this little clubhouse event where they had a lot of people in the audience. I had no idea. I was just on my cell phone talking. Um, but I come to find out afterwards that there were some members from associated with NASA that were tuning in. And, uh, you know, we just started having conversations. They brought it up. but like, yo, I love how you incorporate hip hop mm. because I was rhyming about COVID. Mm-hmm. You know, I was making rhymes. I was like doing, you know, some freestyles about it and things like that. So like, I love how you incorporate hip hop and incorporate uh, like medicine or like incorporate all these scientific things and together. But did you ever think about something for space? I'm like, like I never really thought about that before. And then they put me in touch with uh, Tara Rutley, who was one of the scientists over at NASA. Mm-hmm. And then I'm just talking to this woman and she just like, 
and I'm just, it was just honor, an honor for me because she's over here talking about appreciating my hip hop. So then it, I didn't really know where things are going to go from there. But before I knew it, I was in D.C. at NASA. And Chief. I'm I'm meeting with the chief, the chief of NASA, James Green. Shout out to Jim the legend. James Green. Uh, uh, matter of fact, um, he was uh, involved in like the movie The Martian. You know, oh, Matt, yeah, yeah, Matt Damon yeah. that came out. So he was the one that orchestrated that because they wanted it to be as realistic as possible, um, with all the the up, uh, you know updated information from from uh, NASA with regards to Mars and what what it would be like over there to terraform. So then I'm sitting with James Green and um. Mm-hmm. He's telling me all these things about space, and I'm just blowing my mind. I'm like, yo, this is this is insane. He's like, what about a hip-hop song that you do about space? And I started scratching my head, and we're thinking about doing this as a song, a project that we want to launch mm. and premiere from the International Space Station. And I'm just mm. like, what? <laughs> I, didn't really, I didn't really know what was going on. Talk the bottom of the mic real quick. Yo, yo, no. I, I didn't really know. Yeah, yeah, okay. You hear me? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I didn't really know what was going on at the time, man. But then I was just, I started I started thinking and orchestrating ideas. Like, how do I do a hip-hop song about space? But then before my brain went into, like, yo, just doing something cliche and just talking about just like, hey, I'm going to space on some corny stuff. I was like, nah, it's got to make sense for me as a hip-hop artist and the type of hip-hop that I make. So I really went and started doing my research, um, working in collaboration with James from NASA and started getting, I'm like, yo, I want, I want to know the details of space travel. What does it actually take to actually launch into space? Like, what is that feeling like? And the dread that's associated with it. It's not just a happy experience. Like people scared for their lives. Scary. People actually huh. have died in the process. Uh-huh. And uh, Jim was telling me about that. And then what is it like when we do launch in space? What do we actually see? What are the things that, that are um, profound? So we start talking about that. And then he starts telling me like, oh, when you in space, man, you could, there's a lot of things you could see on the planet, like uh, areas where there's pollution, you know, crops and, and, and things like that. And then just learning about terraforming and all these concepts. I'm like, yo, I'm going to put all of this stuff in a song and make a genuinely like, you know, realistic hip hop song. I don't want it. I want it to sound like there was a lot of work that went into this. It wasn't just thrown out, you know. Um, and so I put it together. I let Jim hear it. I let staff and NASA hear it. They, they were blown away by it. They thought it was scientifically accurate. So I was like, yo, and shout out to my producer prophet who did the record. He did the beat, um, Tobias Smith killed it. And then they took a cube, um, where they inserted the song into, and one of the astronauts flew to the, uh, the international space station. And that's, that's where it premiered this footage actually on my Instagram of the, the song playing with the cube rotating. And that is you know wild. I mean? yeah. Crazy. That wild. is fucking, yeah, that's you're different. literally the only person in the mm-hmm. world that yeah. can say that. Right. Yeah. It was, it was, it was, it was historical. Zombie. Yeah. It was, it was, it was history in the making. I was just super honored and proud to be part of that. That's fire. Shout out to the whole so NASA. How, how did this Green. entire thing start for you with music where are you from uh, what's Detroit. your nationality my nationality is pakistani okay yeah and so what what got you into hip-hop music how did this start yeah so i mean going there i'm from detroit so born and raised in detroit and to me um i never had a sense of belonging coming up because it's like you know i'm i'm a brown man you know born in america so do I belong here? You know, am I from there? And all grown up, I'm, I've had histories. See, my father, you know, he came to America with $50 in his pocket. He comes from, I would, I would say, is the poorest area, one of the poorest areas in all of Pakistan. So he comes over here. He's a, a janitor and a taxi cab driver in Detroit and literally with $50. And, and that's kind of this, where everything started from. And to take that, 
me being born in there. And now it's like we was vandalized all growing up. People spray painting stuff on our house, like go back home. You don't belong like that type of thing. I experienced so much of it that I almost felt like confused as who I am. Like what's, what's really like my place? Where do I belong? And as I started to grow up, hip hop just immediately started becoming something that made me feel at home. Cause when I started listening to hip hop, I felt comfortable. I felt like, man, the struggle that's being talked about with these M- the MCs and the rappers is talking about, and 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 it's just the rebellious nature of it is something I fell in love with. You know, listen to NWA and all these all these rappers, Easy Esham, you know, and then it just it just became crazy when the Wu Tang came on on the scene and when it, when the lyrical hip hop started becoming something a little bit. Because I was studying at the time, you know, at the time I didn't know. I was like, yeah, I'm, you know, I'm interested in medicine because you know both my grandparents had diabetes and i was always curious about the way the human body works and all praise be to allah uh the, the creator of this uh immaculate creation that, that that we all have and um and for me to then you know figure out that hey look there's actually rappers out here using these kind of words and terminologies when wu-tang came out and stuff <laughs> and uh big l mm-hmm. and i just became infatuated man it was just kind of like whenever i was in in school or whatever like i was just listening to hip-hop non-stop man i was obsessed i was obsessed with hip-hop and to the point where like every time i put on like a, a, a hip-hop record that i love it just made me feel like you know it made me feel strong made me yeah. feel empowered you know what yeah. i'm saying and that just led to one day i was with my boy in the basement we was talking about hip-hop having hip-hop conversations he, he had little uh a little boom box you know it was one of those tape deck boom boxes we had back in the day and he puts on an instrumental he starts rapping i'm like what are you doing bro what are you doing, man? Yeah. And then before you knew it, he's like, yo, you got to try this. You got you to gotta write some bars. You got to say something. I was like studying biology. And before I knew it, I was just, it just became my hobby. Yeah. Built, 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 built. I go to college, Wayne State University, stepping in the ciphers in between organic chemistry and, and biology, going right in there, starting a battle. Battle rapper Lazarus gets created. I start going to all these different venues. Oh, you were in the battle rapping too? Yeah, I was in the battle rapping. Okay. Um, and, you know, I was doing, you know, the, the beat on, the freestyle, that that type of battle rapping, uh, the Shelter, Alvin's, uh, Lush Lounge, all these different spots in Detroit. That's where I came uh, to, to, you know, build a relationship with the D12 guys because they were proof was judging one of my battles, Swifty mm-hmm. McVeigh judging one of my battles, and so on and so forth. And... um Speaking of battle rap, man, Disaster calls me today. Oh, fire. Yeah, and he was just on your podcast. He calls me, and we was talking on the phone, man, and he was like, like, Lazarus. Um, I'm like, hey, what's up, Diz? How you been, man? And um, he's like, bro, I need you to battle rap. (laughs) (laughs) I think this is the second or third time that he said this to me, but um, Mm -hmm. I was like, I told him, I'm like, bro, I'm going on a Danza project today. I'm I'm going to call you out on this, bro, because you said this. I'm a, he's like, yeah, but tell him you that I'm harassing you to battle rap. He's like, bro, you slay motherfuckers on this and then whatever. But you know, that's what yeah, Diz shout was. Out Diz- yeah, shout, disaster, shout out to Disaster, man. man. Yeah, yeah, Disaster is my favorite battle rapper. Oh, for real? Yeah, that's yeah. Bro, he's, yeah, he's, he's dope, man. He's, he's super dope. He's done it in several different languages. Yeah. That's what I love, bro. Yeah. The multilingual because I've been incorporating that into my hip hop too. Because rapping like in Urdu and then putting that with English, I feel like that's the way of the future, man. To be able to do that type of things. Mm-hmm. Connecting with so many people, hip hop is worldwide. Yeah, you know it's is everywhere. Absolutely, and, um, and it's just growing day by day tremendously. How is it like in the hip hop scene in Pakistan? 
Well, it's it's that, it's, yeah. uh, it's incredible, bro. Um, you know, like I feel like in the last few years, the the scene has blossomed to like a exponential level. Like when I started rapping, when I was doing my thing in the early two thousands, it was unheard of, you mm-hmm. know, for hip hop in in that area of the world. But then as time progressed, and now just to see what it is, I mean, there's we're talking like thirty thousand, forty thousand people coming out for hip hop shows over there. Like it's it's incredible, mm-hmm. and I'm actually um working with the biggest artist from India in hip-hop. You know, his name is Emiway Buntai. And Shout a week- to Emi Bantai. Young Cat, right? What was yeah. that? Is that young the Young Cat? Young Cat, yeah. Yeah, yeah. so, um, uh, so, well, he's... Well, not cocky. He's, he's not, yeah. Well, okay. You, you talk, that's, that's, one, that's my artist yeah, from Pakistan. Okay. So he's a 13-year-old. I signed him when he was 11. That's a different uh, rapper. Kaki yeah. Thousand. Shout out to him, man. Little kid. Unbelievable, man. He comes from the, the poorest area, Liadi Karachi. I took him, man. I was just work, working with him because the raw talent and ability that he had was just unprecedented for that age. Um, so, yeah, we definitely pushing him, pushing the kid. The The rapper I'm talking about, his name is Emiway Buntai. Right now, he um, he's the most popular rapper. He's the biggest artist in India. And uh, me and him got a collab album that we getting ready to drop. Um, it's called Detroit to Antifil, which is where he's from uh, in Mumbai, India. And in Detroit is my spot. So it's the it's a it's one of the biggest it's going to be one of the biggest rollouts in hip hop history. And the reason for that is because the, the hip hop over there is so incredibly crazy. And it's the first time you're going to see that convergence with hmm. hip hop on this side. Yeah. yeah the only um, brown man to do it in the U.S. Lazarus, Laz Army. And, you know, building. you have, um, you know, a lot of the legends on the on a, on a album. You know, I got my homies, the D12 homies going to be on the record. Royce the 5'9". Shout, shout, out, shout out to Royce the 5'9". That's my Swift big brother. McVay. Um, yeah, Swifty McVeigh, uh, Bazaar. This is going crazy. They, they say they want Eminem on the GTA. Yeah, Eminem, he comes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We got, yeah, some, yeah. We, got some, we got a surprise, matter of yeah. fact. Yo, so Can't you know what I mean? Today, so basically, man, um, this project is about to be incredibly epic, and um, you know, uh, biggest rollout. I'm gonna be br- I'm gonna be bringing my man Emmyway Buntai to the United Ooh. States to Detroit. Y'all heard it first on the Danzas Project, Emiway Buntai in the U.S. Soil. Yo, coming through real uh, soon. A couple more weeks, right? You yeah. want to give him the date or no? Yeah, it's going down. A couple mm-hmm. weeks. That's right. He don't want to say the, the date. So, like, the, the numbers on that are ridiculous because just, just like what we know mm. and what I know from the marketing standpoint, like, when you look at what's going on in India, mm. the numbers are insane. Insane. You know, the mm. fan base. My man, anyway, shout out to him. Congratulations mm. on 20 million subscribers on YouTube, man. Um, killing the game, bro. Killing the game. Can't forget uh, Yo-Yo Honey Singh. Shout Paji. out to Yo-Yo Paji. Honey Singh. Yep, shout out to Yo-Yo Honey Singh. Um, it's a lot of a lot of legendary artists, man, and um, the way that hip hop has been flourishing to different parts of the world is just unbelievable, man. I, I don't think there's any form of music that has this type mm-hmm. of ability to just uh, be as contagious as, as it is. You know, to be able to travel to all these different lands, you got people in all country, countries rapping in their um, own unique tongues. I feel the thing that really draws people to hip hop is the fact that people can relate to the thing more than anything else, uh, any right. other form of music. I mm-hmm. think hip-hop now has surpassed rock, rock and roll. Yeah, and question, yeah. the fact is, it's like, you can resonate with the lyrics being told in this in this beautiful poetry, which can be very beautiful. Um, and I just think this is, it's unprecedented, you know, this form of music. And um, yeah, I, t- I tell Chuck D this all the time. I'm like, 50, we're 50 years into hip-hop, 
And you know what I mean? Who knows where we're going in the next 50? Because th there's no there's no roof, there's no ceiling in hip hop. And as we just showed, literally the sky is not the, not limit. the limit. We take yeah, this out yeah. to the outer space. Oh, yeah. <laughs> hip hop hip hop produced literally. the first record. That's the first the record that flex. played from outer space was a hip hop record. That's you know the craziest I mean? flex right there. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. <laughs> Walking to the club, like, oh, you're just another rapper? Nah, I got nah, shit enough from outer space. Yeah. Broadcasting. Yeah. 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 And if you're exactly. watching right now, make sure you hit that like button, that subscribe button. And share it out to your friends and all that. And you're, you're dropping a lot of names on there. Mm -hmm. We can't just breeze past right. all this. Yeah, let's go back. Like, let's go. Let's, let's, re, let's yeah, they go hit ahead. the rewind. Let's talk about whoever. Yeah. Now, you got you, you got records with Royce to Five Nine. Yes. You got yes. the video with Royce to Five Nine Fire. Thank um, you. You got multiple records with him. Yes. Right. Um, you work with um, Swifty. Mm -hmm. Yes, correct. Right? That's right. Um, you're talking about Chuck D. Mm -hmm. Yes, sir. You worked with, is it Ghostface? Yep. yep. Ghostface. Yeah, so, yeah, it, Red Man. Red Rizzo. Man, you Rizzo. got um, medical marijuana. <laughs> we Rizzo? got a record. Um, no, I, uh, actually, we in talks. Uh, Rizza, we're doing production with Rizza. Okay. Um, and Jizza is like a personal mentor of mine. So we, you know, I've been on a road with him so many times. But um, I, I love that man to death, man. And he's support. He's just he's been a mentor figure to me, just like Chuck D. And um, to have mentors like that means the world to me because Jizza is my favorite MC okay. of all time. Yeah. That's a super MC right there. Oh man! So how did that? How did that Shout relationship start with Wu Tang? Um, so you, you, right here, my man, Divine Seven Eye. Yeah, um, this me. is how it started. So uh, the way it happened was we was both. Um, I was at the barbershop. I met this man and in a man cave. <laughs> in a man, we was in a man cave, and we just started having a hip hop conversation. And then at the time, I was. Um, I hate to keep name dropping, man. But nah, nah, we need to name At the time, I was talking about some stuff I was doing with Russell Simmons because I mm -hmm. was at one point, um, it was like from 2013 to 2015, I was doing work with him on All Deaf Digital. Uh, and it, it, that started when I was, I performed at his house in Manhattan. And then, you know, I, I happy did this birthday, thing. Russell Simmons. Yeah, happy birthday to Russell Simmons. And then that led to me doing a whole bunch of projects. And then we, that's what we was talking about when I seen this guy at the barbershop. And then we exchanged our contacts and Instagrams. And then from that point onward, it didn't, you know, things kind of went quiet for a little bit. But then I later find out that, you know, he's yeah. with Ghostface Killer and he's playing in my music. And they're like, they're like, yo, Ghostface coming to Vegas. We mm -hmm. want to see you. I'm like, all right, cool. And then I went to the Vegas show Ghostface was at. That's when I first met um, Tone, mm -hmm. uh, Ghostface. And then... He started here. Then I started busting freestyles to him, and we we just we just clicked. And then before I knew it, I blinked my eye, and the next time I'm open up for a Ghostface. I'm doing opening shows for him. We going to Canada and all these different places. And then that I blinked my eye again, and now we're talking to Tarif, and we're talking to RZA. Tarif is the group's uh, manager. Yeah, he's the, the he's the manager, manager of the whole of clan. Clan. And and Angola. it was it was a test. They put me they put me on a test, and it was I think it was in D.C. And they wanted to see how I did in front of the entire Wu-Tang crowd because mm -hmm. Ghostface was vouching for me. Mm -hmm. And so that was just one of those. I was a little nervous at first. I was like, yo, man, it's like, mm -hmm. yo, this is this a big crowd over here. We was at the Anthem. It's a legendary yeah. venue a tough in crowd, Washington, D.C. and a yes. tough crowd. Tough crowd. So it was a test for me because I, are you able to rock in front of all these diehard mm -hmm. lyric, lyricist fans? Mm -hmm. And that was the big test. And then when we rocked that, it was like, the, how did I know we rocked that? Well, first of all, the crowd went, they loved it. And then second of all, Rizza and them, and it was like, yo, let's go to Boston tomorrow yeah. and get you over there. Yep. And then I blinked my eye again, and they're like, yo, we're going to Australia, New Zealand, doing a whole tour. Lazarus will be the main opening act. Mm. Um, so that was... Uh, Which is the only main opening act for many, many years. Wu-Tang don't allow no artists on their shows and on their stages, and very private. So mm -hmm. that's the um, specialty of it. 
Yeah, like words cannot really explain to you, brother, like what that felt. Because Wu-Tang, I told you in just my background story, was the reason that I felt even worth worthy of a human being. Because I felt like I'm out of place. I have no place. I don't fit in nowhere. And Wu-Tang in particular made me feel like, you know, I belong on this planet. And it's Wu-Tang who I'm, I'm on the road with. We's on the jet together with these guys. Yeah, and Peace to the Abbot. You full, know, full circle. Full circle. Yeah, man. Uh, well, remember when we was in Australia, man, and yeah. uh, we were ciphering with Deck and Capadonna and, oh, and everybody. Yeah, when they came yeah. downstairs, man. Yeah, Lazarus man, just... had all the MCs come downstairs from the hotel. We went out there because I, I like smoking weed, so Lazarus yeah. don't smoke <laughs> like that. Sometimes you do, sometimes you don't, but we downstairs and we just chilling. And next thing you know, Capadonna come down. Deck come down. Um, who else? Uh, Master Killer come down. Mm-hmm. Basically, the whole entire Wu-Tang just come downstairs and into the cypher with mm-hmm. this man right here. I'm like, whoa! <laughs> what a moment, man. What a moment. So, yeah. you're his manager? Yes, yeah. yeah. Divine 7 now. I've been doing this for about, what, like four or five years now? Yeah. yeah. Right. Y'all been rocking together that long? That's yeah. what's up. Yes, we have. Yeah, it's, it's, the, the chemistry is just impeccable. That's I mean, important. it's just being on the road. We traveled so many to so many different lands from Europe, you know, to different... Australia, New Zealand, wherever. I mean, I, I, it's too many to name. Yeah, and then the whole tour we did over in the U.S. And uh, shout out to everybody. We was in Detroit. Yeah, I had uh, Obi Trice out there. I had uh, Nathan Mathers out there. I had uh, who uh, Swifty. Everybody oh, came out man. to support, man, on stage with me. So it just felt really good, man, because at the end of the day, I want to hold it down yeah. for Detroit, which is my Obi city. Trice, and, Obi and, and 313, you know, shout out, to, shout out to Detroit forever, man. And, and that's... That's where I became everybody in the three one yeah. three. Yeah. That's where I became the, the MC. You know, shout out to all all the MCs in Detroit holding it down, man. That's the the Motor City really is fueling the fire, bro. So was was Eminem group when you coming up? Was Eminem one of your big influences? Most definitely, absolutely. Yeah. Um, and just to see what Eminem did and um and D twelve coming after with Obi Trice coming at the whole Shady Records um the, the whole monster that that was. Mm-hmm. Um, that just gave a lot of confidence to me, and I feel like to all the MCs in Detroit to feel that, like, bro, we coming out of the, we coming out of this area right here of the world, and we're literally going multi, multi platinum into different areas of all the world, and and obviously Eminem is responsible for mm-hmm. hip hop expanding, mm-hmm. you know, as much as it has, absolutely, um, yeah, with the demographics, yeah. mm-hmm. unbelievable. Absolutely. So obviously, you know, did, did you get a lot of flack being a Pakistanian artist when you first started? Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was the biggest thing. That was especially in the battle rap thing. I mean, that's going to be thrown at you. That's going to be the biggest thing. But, um, you know, but you, I, but you whooped some ass in battle rap. Oh, man, I did my thing. So you know, I, I, did my, I did my thing, man. I was on the radio stations. Um, I was doing a lot of the uh, the live battles. Um, and, you know, like, I don't really, really like to speak about it myself, but, like, you know, you had Swifty on here or one of the D12 guys, they could, they could, they could say what they thought, you know, but they was, they was watching me, man. And to go from that battle rap world to then making records, mixtapes, and then getting on a radio station. Hmm. But everything was a conflict for me, bro, because I was just confused. Am I, am I going into being a doctor or mm. am I going full-fledged as a rapper? Because mm. it was, there was days where I'd be like, all right, I'm doing, I'm doing rap. I got to give up the... I got to give up the medicine because mm. no matter how close the person was to me, they would be like, look, man, I love you to death, man. You know what you're doing is great. But yo, let me just kick it, kick it with you and let you know the real, and the real is there's no human example mm. of somebody who could be a doctor and a rapper. It doesn't work. It's not realistic. You know, you got to think realistic. Um, and that really bothered me. I didn't know what that meant. I was just like, that's other know. people putting their insecurities on you. And, mm-hmm. but you know, but then I felt the same way. I was like, that's well, you know what? Because, they're like, well, you know, when you in that anatomy lab and when you're doing all these things in, in medical school, 
You bro. Uh, so I actually remember having a conversation with somebody that just got into med school and he was like, yo, uh, lads, let me kick it with you, bro. Yo, you ain't gonna have time to call your family, bro. Like, that's how busy you about to be like hundred hours a week, you know, crazy. Something like you ain't yeah. gonna sleep. They're like, yo, you got to put this music thing to the side. I know you passionate, but like this and that. But when I got accepted, I went to Michigan State University. Um, I went to Wayne State undergrad, and then I, I got I got accepted in East Lansing and Michigan State. So shout out to Michigan State. They've been showing me mad love throughout my entire career, man. So much love to MSU uh, Spartans. So the, so basically at that time, um, there was a whole bunch of us that would be studying. You know, like, you know, you got these guys studying, like the nerd thing, studying all day and stuff. But I was doing that. I would go in, I'd study, I'd do my one, two, and then I'd go out and cipher, and I'm doing my music. I'm spreading mixtapes around. Then I come back, study a little bit, go back. So these guys didn't get accepted, but then I got accepted. So there's a lot of people who were like, Damn, bro, yeah. do you know how much this means that you just got accepted to medical school? Like we studied our asses off and we didn't get in this year. And you're getting into medical school. You'd be the biggest idiot in the world if you let that go. Yeah. So there was, it was both sides of the, mm. of the fence that yeah. I was playing. And I was just like, damn, what do I do? So I got, I get, the signs kept coming to me. And because, I imagine your family. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. So, you know, I was like, you know what? I'm going to go to medical school. Maybe I'll put hip-hop in the background. When I was in medical school, I get the call from Discovery Channel. They're like, yo, we're doing this documentary. We heard your record from WJLB, and we want to, um, you know, we want to do a documentary piece on you and stuff like that. So Discovery I was, Channel. Huh. Yeah, that was, and that was way back. And so I was just like, man, how do I make time for this? But I'm not going to say no, so I'll do it. <laughs> so I ended up doing it, and then it was just like doing whatever I could time, find time. I did this, and then whatever I could find time to do. Ivy Duncan, um, it's just how I met Royce the 5'9". So Ivy, shout out to Ivy Duncan. He was the engineer and producer for Royce, and um, he was also working on my solo album at the time. And I, that's how I got in the studio. Royce had called me to Bumblebee because I, I'll be in a studio. I wouldn't blink. I'd be like, yo, da, 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 you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. all over Working. the place with it. Um, and that's way back. And so, you know, I built from there and then built the, the relationships with the people that I had. So I made time wherever I can make it. And so it was tough during medical school. That, that was a tough time. And then residency was a tough time because it was just so demanding. But then, like I said, 10 years, 10 years ago, when I graduated from residency is where then I became a hospitalist, have more control over my schedule. Now I'm an attending physician. I'm not answering to doctors above me. Um, so I am the boss at this time. So now I can okay, make Tony my schedule. Yeah, just like, yeah, I'm the boss, like Tony Danza. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So at this point in time, I'm thinking to myself, I got to fit in hip hop more wherever I can. One thing people always said is like, yo, when you become uh, when you become a doctor and you actually like hit the finish line with that goal, that that, and that was an also an impossible goal. Once you hit that finish line, you won't forget about hip hop. You're not going to have the thirst for it. You're not going to want to do it because you're, you're not really looking at it for monetary purposes. Mm. But the craziest opposite thing happened. <laughs> I became even more hungry for hip hop. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Maybe maybe was, you could think of an explanation. Of why. I would say, like, in my idea of it is that when you have that success somewhere, you also, and, and you know, being a hospitalist and giving yourself that freedom, you also get that freedom of mind in, in, in those times because now you're, you work, your own schedule. It's your life. You're in control of it. So you know that you could fit this in here and you could get this done. And now you got that time to just right. really buckle down and, and get to it. And then the fact that I had all the experience leading up to that point that I did, it just allowed me to comfortably set everything up and set the stage up that would, that would make it, you know, most convenient for me to balance this and that. And one thing I always, uh, you know, encourage anybody, like anybody's listening to this podcast it's like when you have multiple things that you want to accomplish in your life, don't ever let anybody limit you or tell you you can't do it because, look, there's 24 hours in a day. 
break that shit down. You know, put it down on paper. This is what I'm going to do from this time to this time. This is what I'm going to do from this time to this time. For me, like, I wake up, I do my fudger prayer. You know, I go, you know, I, I go to my work. I see my patients. I come back. I got to hit the gym at this time, and then I got to go. I got to go to the studio. This. So I have everything mapped out to the point where I'll never get behind because I give myself enough space to, to make sure all those things are done because I think a lot of times people don't, um, you know, use time management properly, and then they forget to do this. They forget to do that, and then everything just kind of piles up on them, and they can't get it done. Yeah. I mean, it's... It, what you're doing is not easy. You know, there's a reason why they had that conversation with you telling you that there is no, mm-hmm. you know, there's, there's no example of it being done. And it's, you know, it's always, there's always a first. Right. And so you can't be afraid to kick down that door. Right. A lot of, a lot of people have a fear of chasing those, that, that, that sound, I'd be feeling like somebody's coming behind me wielding a sword. <laughs> oh, you know what I mean? Could you turn that sound down? I hear it every couple of seconds. I'm like, what is that sound? Somebody behind Man, me with a, a sword, like the Shaolin sword right Kruger. there? Yeah. Um, but, you know, like that that example of what you're doing is like people people really do need to chase their dreams. Some people chase it when they're not seeing anything uh, come from it. And, like, I, I want to reach out and be like, yo, cut it out. You know what I mean? Like, right. you got you to gotta get into something where... What you're doing is like the best, right? You got the best of both worlds. You're able to make your money and live your life. There's people out there that are struggling heavily because they're chasing the dream so far into it, and it's there's nothing coming to fruition. You got to be able to dive into multiple outlets and be able to do that. Plus, on top of that, if, if it is music, that's the other thing that a lot of people have, the music and something else, right? Mm-hmm. When you're successful at something else, again... Now you're able to invest in your music more. You could hear it. You could hear the confidence pouring out of that individual. So when you listen to the music, it sounds different. Right. You know, if you're really not doing with your life and it's the same story every single day, you know, I'm mm. I'm in the basement struggling. You know what I mean? Like it's like okay, like how, when when are you gonna get to get to the first floor? To you know what I mean? Let's let's get you out of the underground for a minute. You know what I mean? That's a good point, though. Yes. No, I agree, and I think that um, especially like you know I. I Shout out to all the independent artists, independent rappers and stuff that are sometimes fueling or financing their careers and, and uh, from other outlets. And I think that's very important is because when you do get to the position where like somebody wants to give you a record deal. Right. And then they're going to give you X amount of money. But then there's these guidelines you got to follow. Hmm. And I've had multiple uh, occasions where I had to sit down with execs from you know record companies and they actually wanted to reformulate who I was. They said, look, education, put it in the background. Pakistani, wow. hide that. Wow. Do this. Don't be that. And to me, hip hop was always about being yourself mm-hmm. and being able to show that hip hop expands to this and this and this and that. So if that's being taken away and then like try to try to use less intelligent words, try mm-hmm. to use, you know, dumb it down, you know, that term dumb it down. It always made me mm-hmm. mad. So I was like, well, what about if the money you offering me, I'm doing this anyway, and then I could do this the way I want to do it. Mm-hmm. And then now I can ha- stand on my two feet and say, okay, I'm not a slave to this, and I could do the music I want to make. A record like Pale Blue Dot, a record mm-hmm. label probably would not, you know, yeah. get behind that type of record, you know. But the fact of me being independent, it allows me the freedom to, to make the music that I feel is worthy to be made that actually does something for hip-hop. It contributes to the hip-hop culture. Um, because if it's not doing that or if it's just repeating something that other artists have already done, then it's purposeless. Mm. And to me, my purpose isn't just to, you know, have this position in hip hop. I want to, I want to be able to expand hip hop in as many you know ways that I can. Hip hop did so much for me. Now I want to give back to hip hop. This is kind of my approach to it. And this is what, you know, I, I talk to the OGs about this all the time and I want to give back to hip hop in whatever way I can. That's something that I could do that others 
might not be able to do. Yeah, it's it's got to be refreshing for all the artists out overseas to see what you're doing. Absolutely. And, you know, to keep my ear on that is, is a very powerful thing, too, because when I see that there's hip hop there and it's blossoming and to be able to have a bridge connected from that to what's going on here, I, I just think that's beautiful because now it's like more eyes are looking at what's going on overseas and seeing the impact that hip hop truly is having. Um, because I think people need to open their eyes to that, like all over. And I'm, what's happening in the, the Latin part of the world is happening in all different parts of the world. Africa, I mean, wherever you name it, hip-hop is just expanding and growing to the point where whoever's the top five popular hip-hop artists is known across the planet, you know? Yeah. You know, they they starting to get Michael Jackson treatment because hip-hop is that big. Yeah, mm-hmm. absolutely. And it's, it's dope to see because obviously, you know, us being from Buffalo... Conway the Machine, Benny the Butcher, West Side Gun, the yeah. entire camp. Shout out to Griselda. They got they got um, a huge international fan base. Yeah. You see when they go out in those international uh, countries, yeah. when you see the UK, love, you see the, UK, the outpouring, yeah, the, the murals that are being mm. painted, the way mm-hmm. that you know the fans like worship them. Yes. That is dope. No, it's wow. crazy. It's, it's, dope, do you man. feel that like the international love? Like, what's the mm-hmm. difference between that U.S. show? Mm. The international. Show. I mean, the mm. international is just um, you know, when mm. when they could see somebody of their, you know, their skin color, you know, the brown man coming over there yeah. doing their representing, just obviously, you know, you're representing for this race of people, and when they could see the accomplishments that you're able to have, you know, um, going through a similar struggle, you know, going mm. through that same, you know, identity crisis and things like that, I think that um, the love is just extraordinary. It's out of this world. Yeah, it's 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 dope. Yes, yeah. it is. You know, man. like that's. The dope is my word, right? Dope like, is, I, dope I sit is, there and I think about like dope is a great word. You can't go wrong with dope. It's it's, it's for dope. me. It's like that hip hop word that yeah. you know, like when you hear that record. I know a lot of people out here in Florida. What did you say? Dope. You keep dope. Everything's dope. Yeah, it's, it's dope. certain dope shit that happens. No. That's um, dope. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, I, I moved out here from from uh, Buffalo. A lot of mm-hmm. a lot of people don't understand when when you're in a small city, it's harder mm-hmm. to yeah, it's harder to really make it out of there just being local right? because of, you know, there's more people that don't want to see you excel and succeed out of your own hometown. Cause it's like, how, wh- wh- what makes you better than me? Yeah. yeah. Or if you put, give them a record, they're like, yeah, well my cousin's got a record. Tell right. You know yeah. what I mean? And when I moved out to Virginia, I experienced the same in Detroit. Absolutely. I mean, it, it is what it is. It's cut though. You're like, yo, it's competition. Yeah. Moving out, bucket. moving out to Virginia. I moved out to Virginia for a little bit. I spent some time in Israel, a few months over there. Um, that moving out here, I noticed that the world is much bigger hmm. than home. Yes. You know, like home is where the heart is. You get that nostalgic feeling yes. every time you're riding through, you know what right. I'm saying? Like you get that feeling, but people accept you more right. elsewhere. Yes, they do. You know, they're right. not judging you for your past. Uh-huh. Oh, well, you did this or you were that. Remember when you were in school yeah, or you right. went through this? Like, you know what I mean? So just, just, it's dope to be able to venture outside and see the, the other side that people get to see of you, who you've... Mm become yes because they're the become. back home they're judging you for oh who well, you, who you were right and now who you've become because mm. you know a lot of people have that uh you switched up i mean yeah, you changed right, change. right. i i frown upon the people that don't change you're supposed yeah. to what are you what are you doing if, you, if you're not changing <laughs> like you think all these people that you idolize you yeah. would have idolized them before the fame mm. right it's just uh it's a part of the process you know what I mean? It's a part of the process. It's gonna happen. You gonna have you gonna have homies that was riding with you, but then you changed up on them because now you're doing this and you're not in the same this. You know, and like and and that happens. But it's natural. It's a natural process. 
Um, but you just gotta, you know, you just gotta give mm-hmm. them the, the the proper sayings, the proper guidance, and um, you know, it's just as we as we grow and evolve as people, man, we just we inherit new thoughts and ideas about mm-hmm. how to deal with people. What was the breakout moment for you with music? Like yeah. what? Like aside from the tour, because I yeah. know that was obviously huge. What record th- that you put out that um, that it made was, you feel that? So it was. Um, it was when I did, uh, when Russell Simmons, when that situation happened. So I was just finishing up my residency and, uh, Russell, uh, sat, sits on a, a board called the foundation for ethnic understanding. And one of the members of that board contacted me right when I was finishing residency and they were like, yo, I played your music to Russell Simmons. And he has this event that's taking place at his house about, you know, just kind of how hip hop brings people together of all ethnicities, backgrounds. So it would be great if you could give a spoken word or a rap about that. So I put that together. I went over there. It's on YouTube, you know. So as soon as I did that, Russell Simmons, you know, stood up, started clapping and everything. And he's like, wow, it's incredible. Then when I started doing work with All All Def Digital, and the first record I dropped on there was with Bizarre D12. So I would say that record, because that won an award for the uh, Underground Music Awards in 2015. Uh, Joyner Lucas was nominated at the time, too. So it was like a big moment for me just to be there. And and that record was me doing open heart surgery and lyrically describing it on Bizarre while he's on the table. Um, Yeah, yeah, man. So that record definitely, um, you know, definitely felt like a breakout moment for me. Yeah, And that's different. Mm -hmm. You know, it's it's, it's something that you get to listen to that, you you know, we as hip hop heads, we're always searching for something new. Yeah, and even I'm chasing you, it down yeah. all the time. I always want to try to find... That's just like the pale blue dot. Like, I want to try to make a record. Um, yeah, I did a record for um, David Mayer de Rothschild. I did a record for him. He reached out, you know? Um, and this is from the Rothschild family, yeah. you know? So, he, you know, he hit me up, and I did a song about the environment. You had to preserving make the record. Environment. <laughs> you don't make the record. They might put a head out on you. Yeah, right. You know, <laughs> you got to make the record. So, it was just like, you know, and, and now, and that allows hip-hop to be bent into different areas. Mm-hmm. And that's where it's about to me, like, the exploration. Like, hip-hop has already done this, this, and this. Let's try taking it there. Let's try mm-hmm. taking it there. And um, that's kind of where I see myself being, you know, moving forward. Like, I want to try to take hip-hop in places where it hasn't been before. That's dope. And what about you, Divine? You're kind of quiet over there. You got yeah. the ad libs. Yeah, man, that's my job. I'm just here to do, you know, support my man last. Yeah. So what, what got you does. into the scene? I was born in it. You know, it's in my blood. You know, my father, twelve o'clock. He was signed with um with uh Def Jam. Okay. Back in '99, and um from then they went on to the Brooklyn Zoo, with Old Dirty Bastard. My other uncle, Shorty Shishtang, Murdoch. Yeah, I speak about Murdoch. You know, he he passed on with my father. Like like two years ago, him and my father died at the same time. That's my uncle. So, um, yeah, but they all formulated a group called Brooklyn Zoo, which was Old Dirty Bass's number one group. And um, so from then on, uh, you know, I I, I mean, I tried to rap, but I I didn't see it going nowhere or I didn't want it to go nowhere. You feel me? I just picked up the management side um, due to my uncle, Ray Son, the zookeeper. Yeah, the zookeeper, that's what they call them. Yeah, so you, you, got, you got the uh, the fam. Yeah, it's in the blood, you know what I mean? Oh, yeah. and, and believe me when I say he got the blood of old dirty bastard running through his body. Yeah. Trust <laughs> See, me. You know, <laughs> you know the RZA and, and the Jizzas and the uh, Ghostface Killers, those are my cousins. I'm the first I'm the first cousin from this generation, you feel me? Um, so they chose me, you know, they chose me to, to, to you know, work this thing out. Youngest this, this in charge. Whole, yeah, I, I go by Youngest in Charge, Divine 7-9, Youngest in Charge, because, yo, all my elites are seniors, man. They, 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 they you know, they looking down at me like, yo, Vaughn, you better do this and you better do that. So I'm carrying out the torch, you feel me? And I got my man right here, Lazarus, only brown man in, in, in America or in the world, right, rather, doing what he's doing. 
No one else is doing what this man is doing right now. It needs to be said, man. It needs to be said loudly. Um, Hip hop is is so big, and just for him to find his place in in this big old you know uh, obstruct or whatever we want to call it, you know you gotta give him praises and and salute this man right here. You feel me? Yeah, if not, if he not the best, he's bound to be the best fucking rapper on this fucking planet. And not just because I, I work for him or whatever. No, I'm talking about his lyrics, the way how he carry himself, his cadence to hip hop, everything. He could be the number one fucking rapper in in the whole fucking world. And that's word. Anybody wanna, you know, what I mean, contest me? Come, come on, man. I'm right here, man. <laughs> I'm, I'm in Florida I'm, right now, you, but you said you said you said on the Got planet, me hype. on yeah. and off the planet, yeah. this motherfucker yeah. on and off the planet. Right? She's not quiet no more. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's what I need. Talk your shit, man. Nah, Y'all deserve it. Y'all deserve it. Brown man. No one, no, everybody turn their backs, man. No support. We don't get no support. No one help us with nothing. It's just this man and me. We got some other people that you do their ones and tools. You feel me? Yeah, but other yeah. than that, ain't nobody doing what they, you know. It's it's a, a, it's a do you find it hard to, like, reach out to certain artists if you're trying to get certain features on for certain records? It's scared. Is it more difficult? <laughs> yeah, it's, it, it does. Well, what happens is that, you know, sometimes, uh, scared, you know, you send a you send a, a, a record with a verse on it <clears throat> and it's the, the the atmosphere is like, yo, let's get it. And then the, the verse is heard and it's just like, damn. Yeah, exactly. And uh, I, let I me mean, say it. They scared. They but, scared but, of Lazarus. You know, but, but you know what? At the end of the day, bro, like I love the competition of it. And I in one record in particular I could bring up is the one me and Locksmith did. Shout out to Locksmith. Mm, me and him, fire. me and me and him did this record called Signs. Um, where we uh, literally are going back and forth at each other's necks the whole record, the whole record. Um, and so y'all got to check that out, man. Uh, signs and uh, um, Fat Joe. When I remember at the time when Fat Joe and me was doing a podcast, he was going, he was loving that record because mm-hmm. it just came out. Um, very crazy, but but I love that competitive edge of hip hop, man. So I, I love competing with MCs. That's that's the thing I enjoy when I'm not making these pale blue dots and environment songs and songs about open heart surgery. Like I'm all about MC, man, cut and throat, you know yeah, that type yeah. of thing. So are you gonna go back to battle rapping? Um, so to answer disaster, <laughs> man, I to be honest with you, man, I just don't feel like that's my place. Yeah. I just don't feel like that's my place. Um. But I know Disaster is going to keep trying to convince me. Yeah, he is. Um, <laughs> That's who Disaster is right there. You know, but he's just like, yo, Laz, man, you got the multis. You come in with the aggression. You got it. I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, man, it's a, it's a difference. That's a hell of a co-sign right there. Yeah, he don't, Cassidy, you know, he, too. Cassidy, yeah. one Cass, of the, Yeah, me and Cassidy yeah, did a record. Yeah, uh, we, um, I did a record with Cassidy yeah, that was on World Star. Can't, can't Do It can't Alone. Do it alone. Mm-hmm. That was on uh, one of his previous uh, albums, I think, a year or two ago. Fire. Um, but yeah, Cassidy, a big supporter, man. Shout out to him. Uh, shout out to my brother the tech nine you know mm. what i mean that's that's another mc that um you we know gotta always, get tech nine up here yeah, tech nine dope. And always giving me pearls about being an independent artist man so shout out to him and um so many people to shout out um oh yeah and uh something i'm working on right now uh you guys familiar with lincoln park yeah yeah so um Hell so yeah. rest in peace chester bennington so chester bennington's son draven i'm mentoring him that's oh, something fire. i'm working on right Come now on, so he's, he's a hip-hop artist he's he's mm-hmm. going into a, a dope hip-hop artist mm-hmm. so me and uh chester's ex-wife samantha um she reached out you know and and just coaching mentoring him shout to, to samantha yeah shout out to samantha bennington um so that's another project that i've been working on another flex um, you know, I'm, I'm gonna give shout outs whenever I get the time. So, you Mike, know, Mike Shinoda is one of the illest artists. I feel like he, he doesn't get the respect he deserves. He's fire. What's his name? Uh, was it Mike Shinoda, right? Mike from, Shinoda. from Lincoln Park. No, no, that that was Chester. Chester. That's yeah. that's who it is. Yeah, yeah, he died. He passed away. Yeah. Yeah. Really? Yeah, yeah. Suicide. That was he had another uh, Fort Minor. Mm. I'm not familiar with nah, that. Yeah, I'm not familiar yeah, with yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You gotta 
Gotta see what I'm talking about. It's fight right now. <laughs> um, yeah. Shout out to my people, man. Uh, shout out to uh, Dre Higgs on my street team in Detroit, man. Shout out to Street Lord Juan. Um, you know what I mean? Shout out to Detroit, Detroit squad. You know right. what I mean? DTA, um, Detroit to Anthill. Detroit to Anthill. Like I said, we got my brother Royster Five Nine spitting fire Woo! on that record. This I was song. gonna ask you, um, uh, how is the how is the music scene, the hip hop scene in Detroit currently? Um, man, Detroit, uh, home of the spitters, man. Yeah, home of the spitters. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Shout out Cash Doll. We had Cash Doll yeah. up here. Oh yeah, too, definitely. Oh, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, yeah, maintaining fire, man. Shout out to Big Sean. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Shout out to. Shout out to all T Grizzly, all the guys. You know what I mean? Trick, they all, trick. Yeah, trick, trick. That's my guy right there, man. Shout out to everybody in Detroit, man. Always love for the three one three. That's home. That's family. You know, always. It's, it's just so many. It's so uh, so many special people in Detroit. So there. many. You know yeah. what I mean? Down to the rappers. Something singers. in the water over there. You know, it's, mm -hmm. it's something that's, something that, different. That's how we right. feel about Buffalo. Yeah. Shout out to Buffalo my guy uh, John yeah. Connor over over in Flint. Shout out to him. Okay. He's a dope spitter, man. Um, yeah, bro. You know what I'm saying? It's just the the hip hop scene is flourishing all over the world. I'm just so proud to be able to represent Detroit, represent represent for the South Asian community, represent for the Muslim community, mm. and um, you know, and represent for the Wu Tang clan. Right. So it's just so much. Speak on your um, single. Yes, single. I got a, a record coming out, very special record, man. Uh, and it's it's like that the type of record where it's like when you listen to it, hmm. it's just like this guy's trying to be like, he's trying to spit the Guinness Book of World Records. Genghis Record. Khan right you know, there. That. So it's a shout out to Mr. Porter. Denon yes. Porter did the beat. Um, Detroit. Incredible in Detroit all day. So incredible production from Mr. Porter. Um, he gave me the beat. I heard the track and I was just like, yo, let's huh. go. And uh, that one's coming out Crazy. real soon. It's going to be a single off my album. When is that? The, the, the fans are asking. Yeah. Was it coming yeah, out? So, you know, it was just, it's been a lot of like um holds that have been placed on release dates and things like that. Uh the Detroit the Antifa project, I get bombarded <laughs> with messages every single day about when is it coming out? Give me some information, give me an update. Um, but like I said, it's just I, I can't give all that information away. Mm -hmm. I can just assure people that it's coming out this year. Yes. And right. when I say that, look, we're already <laughs> in October. Yeah. yeah. So so, so, they can just, so just chill, exactly. you know what I mean? Do the math, chill, do the math, Do the math and chill. <laughs> I think that's a good out. approach, though. But it's all about supply and demand. Yes. Exactly. You know? But, you yes. know, but the thing about it is, you know, I don't rush nothing. Mm -mm. Uh, you know, my, me and my brother, anyway, don't rush nothing. So people just need to understand that, you know, what's being produced and created is something that was going to be worth people waiting for it. You know, we don't want to rush this or rush that out, but it was just meticulously plotted out the way it's put together, the way the, uh, all the features are placed on there, the way it's done and orchestrated. Um, you know, shout out to my man, Jeff Bass, you know, oh, yeah. in Detroit too. So, you know, it's everything is just very calculated on this album. And then my solo album that's going to proceed that, um, once again, very calculated the way it's put together. And hip hop is an art for me before it's anything else. So it, I don't make a single dime from hip hop. Word. Or if I made millions of dollars from hip hop, it makes no difference uh, to me because I'm an artist and I want to make sure that the music, whatever I put out is of the utmost quality from my perspective. That's right. and, and it, I believe it keeps you young. Uh. Yeah. I believe when you could go back and listen to your records and be able to identify that exact place you were <laughs> at when you uh -huh. put that record down, keeps you young. It does. You know, it, it keeps your memory alive. You could be 80 years old. Huh play that track yeah. and you just know where you're at, you know, where you, what you felt like it, it brings that feeling back. Right. You know what I'm saying? Just like every time I fly back home to Buffalo, yeah. I feel like <laughs> Migs, you know, I don't feel like dancing. No, I'm no a more. tourist. Feel, yeah. a tourist Ma now. Ma Migs, Migs needs to stay retired. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> I couldn't imagine my life without hip hop in it. I mean, like, you know, I'd have a million doctor stories, but then mm. it would just be that. But to have, 
all those doctor stories, but then have these extraordinary stories about being on tour with Wu-Tang, being in the back of the Sprinter <laughs> with RZA, RZA and playing, playing beats to us. You know, like just things that are just, you know, beyond imagination. Mm -hmm. You know, if I, if I could go back and tell the younger version of myself who's banging Wu-Tang and saying, hey, I could do this. If I tell that kid, yo, you're going to be on tour, mm -hmm. RZA's going to be doing this, giving you a beat or mm -hmm. talking to you about this and that, asking medical advice from you. Mm -hmm. um, LL Cool J, mm -hmm. you know, LL Cool J, I'm on a live with, with one of the greatest of all time. And he's just like, yo, how do you balance the, the rap and the music? I'm like, bro, how how are you LL Cool J? Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Um, so it, it it's it's fascinating. Oh. Um, even um, I, I met up with Mike Tyson in Vegas, and he was like, you doctor and a rapper, like how? Like I'm like, bro, you're Mike Tyson. So, but the, the fact that these you know elite uh, people in their fields could still feel that kind of sense of being like startled in a sense that like, mm -hmm. wait, you're, you're doing something novel though. You're doing something fresh and new. It's reinforcing to me because it's like, all right, this is cool. Like I could, I could be that guy. You know, I could be that person who, who breaks that, breaks that wall down. What's the dream collab for you? My <laughs> dream collaboration is, uh, Eminem, Detroit, Detroit, man. Let's it's go. gotta, it's gotta, you know, take it. I can back see y'all on it uh, together yeah, in the joint. Yeah, yeah, yeah and, for and, sure. and you're both super lyrical, so yeah. I could imagine that's a lyrical flex uh, across that entire record. I, I record. I record with him. I think people is one of those that people never forget. That's oh, upper yeah, echelon. That's upper echelon type not. stuff. Yeah. Especially yeah. out in your country, that's, that that's just yeah. yeah. That's gonna explode. Yeah. You can't go back out there with no security no more. Absolutely. You know what I'm saying? Anywhere rather. Yeah, and, yeah, and, yeah. And, and talk to us about your artist uh, that you. Oh have. yeah, um. So man, <laughs> I'm watching. I'm going through YouTube and um, you're just searching up stuff. And all of a sudden, it's, at the time, I think he was eight years old, nine years old. He comes up, pops up on my YouTube, and this guy, this little kid, man, he, he's on a video and it's, it's doing well. Numbers are good on it. And then this little kid is spitting, bro, mm -hmm. like spitting fire, Gaki Thousand, man, and. Uh, then I, it's funny because then I reach out to his team and his people and I'm like, yo, what's going on? I come to find out they're diehard fans of me. So I'm like, all right, mm -hmm. that, that, that makes part of my job easy. Mm -hmm. yeah. Then I'm talking to him and this and I'm checking out more of his work and I'm just, I hadn't signed nobody. I got Laz Army Records, my record company. And I was like, yo, this might be the perfect opportunity for me to get a talent from over there from Pakistan and be able to put on this platform. So I was instantly like, yo, man, I got to sign. I talked to his brother. Shout out to Asif Bali. I talked to him I'm like, yo, man, I got to sign Kaki Thousand. One, two, three, four, five, done. And yeah, so he's a he's an artist on my roster, man. And I'm just molding him to be something great. And, That's uh, super cool. And man. it's just so amazing to hear talent like that. And he's mm -hmm. rapping in the Urdu language, but he's just killing it. He just, mm -hmm. man, he's got that passion. He's got that energy. And it's just so amazing to see that type of passion in so, someone so young. And, and also... I went back over there, you know, I went to his hood where he's from and it just, it's so poor over there. Mm. It's so, so fundamentally poor, like very, very poor, man. And to, to have this kid over there with this hope of hip hop and he's got this hope and to, to carry out his lyrics, let people hear it. And I was just like, man, this has just felt so great. You know, Do like, you feel responsible for carrying the scene out there? Um, I feel like there's a lot of people that had, um, you know, their hand in putting that scene together the way it did. I definitely was one of them. You know, I feel like at the time when I was rapping, doing my thing in English, in hip hop in, in Detroit, at that time, there, there was no brown rappers, period, anywhere. Um, and even a lot of the uh, the OGs, like Yo-Yo Honey Singh, who's became a just tremendous star, like he was telling me, I just linked up with him recently in New York, and he was telling me that um, he sent me records. He sent me a record... Um, or he, he like was hit me up at a mm -hmm. time where I didn't even know who he was. 
And then he turns out to be the biggest star mm. like a few years later. Same with uh, Vivian Divine. He, he used to DM me, hit me up on Shout social media. Shout out to Divine. Mm. I just linked up with him recently in L.A. Um, and it's just like crazy. It's like all That's these people, I didn't even know that they we was talking before <laughs> they blew up. Yeah, <laughs> It's just crazy. It, it, it's how the one. scene works. Like, what is, what is it? Do uh, I have some separation? Yeah, oh, what is yeah. the what is five the, degrees? Yeah, six degrees. Six, six degrees, degrees of separation. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's that's what it is. That's you exactly start getting more and more involved, and you notice that this person yes. knows this person, and yeah. this person knows this. You know, even when we have uh, some guests on the platform, mm-hmm. we'll find out that, that oh, well, yep. you actually worked with this person. Yeah, it, it's crazy with social media because you know you get DMs from people, and you know I have people also working on my social media, so it's not always me that sees the messages, but it might be like, yo, I want to reach out to this artist. I come to find out we've already engaged mm. with each other previously years ago. Yeah. So it's crazy. Like, oh, we already know. Okay. I bet. And people don't really understand that the the work that goes into what you're doing, mm. you know, right? You're, you're, you're a doctor and, mm. and, uh, and an artist. Yeah. So it's not like, you know, when people are reaching out to you, you could see it mm. right on the spot. Right. It takes time. Like mm-hmm. when yeah. you're, when you're extremely busy, there's people that reach out to me and be like, oh, I was trying to get you up on, or I was trying to get up on the show for a minute. I'm like damn, like I had 48 shows that I was trying to juggle. You, you know what I'm saying? And and yeah, and then it's the same thing. And they start holding these unnecessary grudges. grudges. Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah, like oh, he ignored thing. me, or mm-hmm. he, you know, he didn't answer this, or he didn't answer that. It's just entitlements. Like, a lot of yeah. times, it's like, bro, I didn't, I didn't see, hmm. I didn't see that. Absolutely. And 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 at the same time, it's like like you'd love to work with the person. You feel me? I've reached out to people when we first started the podcast trying to get people up here and then they'll eventually be sitting down across me. I'm like, you check your DMs. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? You need to check them because I sent you 48 I'm messages. Ban on, yeah, ban on your shit. Right. And as we grow, it's mm-hmm. it's happening for us. You know what I mean? Just like anything else. Mm-hmm. It takes hard work. That's right, God. It, it, you, got, you got to be dedicated to your craft. You got to invest in yourself. Got some hard work you, you're not going to make it anywhere if you don't invest in yourself. You know, like, one. A lot of people would take, you know, you you make a couple dollars off a record, they take the the Mm -hmm. money, they go buy some outfits, and Mm -hmm. now you can't produce that second record. You can't get that. Yeah, you can't get to that show. Mm. And it's important that you you invest in yourself. And I would imagine that's something that you uh, take pride in investing in your projects and and things like that. My projects and my artists, you know, and um, and to be able to, like, you know, take my art serious. Like, that's how much it means to me that I will invest in it because this is, to me, a very, very, very important thing. For the future. What's the process for you like in the studio? Man, so for me, like when I'm when I'm putting all the way from picking the beat. Mm-hmm. All the way from picking the beat. So for me, it's very like I'm very strategic every step of the way. Like I have to get the production. The production has to hit me. So when I listen to when someone sends me beats, or somebody sent me like 40, 50, 60 beats or whatever like that, I'm not gonna listen. A lot of people be like, bro, listen like 30 seconds at least. I'm like, nah, I ain't going to do it. I'm going to listen to maybe 10 seconds max, and I'm going to skip the track. And they ask me, Laz, why you do that, though? I'm like, because if I'm not ready to listen to the rest of the track after 10 seconds, Mm. I'm skipping the record on an album. Yeah, absolutely. So the first 10 seconds is critical. Like, don't (laughs) give me no crazy intro. Get something in 10 seconds that make me say I'm listening to the rest of this record. Mm -hmm. So that's the first step. So for me, production is the the biggest element because I feel like even some of the biggest artists, you know, sometimes they, they miss on that. They're like, well, people will get to the lyrics and they end up, you know, the track will grow on them. I'm like, nah, bro. If that beat ain't hit me in 10 seconds, it's not it's not something I'm rapping on because people don't even going to listen to my rap because they're going to skip the track. Mm-hmm. I don't want no I don't want no fillers. I don't want no skip tracks. So that's number one. Then number two, um, you know, listening to the record, I obviously want to hear a great hook. I want a hook on it, whether it's like a rugged underground hook or whether it's more catchy, like a mainstream sound, whatever the hook is, 
if whether it's me doing it, whether I got somebody else doing the hook, the hook's got to be something that's memorable. It's got to be something people want to, you know, chant or sing along with. It's that's got to be right. So the hook is the next thing I think about after the beat. Third thing is how I brainstorm and structure my verses. So it's like if I'm doing three verses and I'll, a lot of rappers do two verses, but I'm still usually sticking to three verses mm-hmm. on a record. So then I outline, make an outline like I want to accomplish this on verse one, accomplish this on verse two, accomplish three. And then after that's done, then I start thinking about, OK, what could I do with the syllables? What could I do with the different flows? And one thing I love to do is I love switching flows up a lot. So I'm not just rapping one way. Um, and even when I do my multi multi syllables, like I really want to make sure that, you know, I'm trying to bend those me and Cassidy talk about this mm-hmm. all the time. We're like, bro, you got to hit him with the multi syllable, you know, slice them into parts. Dissecting is the art. I calculate the angle of his zygomatic arch, like put as many syllables as you can and try to string them all yeah. along. It just sound crazy. Yeah. People don't realize what's going on, but when you hear it back, it's just everything's falling in place. So that's kind of the process, man. And then I'm really deep into the mixing of it, making sure the mix sounds great, make sure the master sounds great. As you know, Vine, we hmm. go over that stuff left and right. Yes, hmm. So to me, the process, it, it always it, the, the formula is pretty pretty much the same every mm-hmm. time. And I think if you follow that formula, you ain't going to go Success. wrong. You're going to make great records because Absolutely. you're thinking about it from the base of it, what, mm-hmm. what the beat sounds mm-hmm. like, what the hook sounds like. And if, it's, if the hook is not going, then the record's not going forward. Yeah. Like, it's got to be step to step. You know, like those modems, when they use the routers, it's like, <laughs> ring, ring, yeah, ring. Yeah. You got, in order for you to get the internet connection, you got to pass every step. Mm-hmm. And that's what it is with the music with me. Fire. So then you just get into the studio and it's, this, the, the record is prepared before you even step into the studio? So I go in the studio, um, shout out to my engineer, Hugo. Uh, Hugo Castillo, um, he's he's somebody I love working with, and I get in the studio and we just go, and um, I just start lacing the verses, you know, and uh, and sometimes I lace them multiple times, you know, and, and, and do multiple takes on it, and multiple styles on it, just so I get the right sound on it. But it's like I know it when I when I heard it back, and it, it's right. I'm like, yeah. yeah, this is it right here. This is how we gonna cut it. We gonna cut this. So this. I imagine you're probably even dice, dissecting the hmm. stems. Take yeah, this this goes off for this portion. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We we dissect it to the to perfection. We got it in uh, the new record I said with Mr. Porter. Oh, my God. Oh, we wait till really, you hear that. Yeah, wait till you hear that record. Is there, is there a date on that? Because these fans um, are going to kill me. Yeah. yeah, I know. The fans are going to kill me, too, <laughs> yeah. bro. Um, but like I said, I can't give dates away. All I can say is 2023. Mm-hmm. It's already October. Yeah, we dropping bombs before the year ends. Yeah, yeah. we dropping bombs before the year ends. Everyone. You know what I mean? So mm-hmm. it's, going, it's going down like that, man. And... um. It's just a, you know, it's just, just been an amazing experience. This project that we're doing, the Detroit to Antifil, has been DTA. so much fun. DTA has been so much fun. It's just so much that went into this. And <laughs> to be able, because he's, and my man, anyways, rapping in Hindi, I'm rapping in English. Mm-hmm. And it's just the, the way we do the back and forth on that is just crazy. Fire. Yeah. That's very fire. And, and you, it's not like you don't have the numbers behind you. No. You know, you see all the videos and the songs. You yeah. got, got hella plays. Definitely. You got a huge fan most, base. Most definitely. Yeah. Multiple that's millions. Why, that's why I want to big you up today. I want to say thank you for even taking a chance on, on Lazarus today. Absolutely. Because a lot of guys, I don't want to put them names out there, but you think of them. They're big ones. They, they say, hey, we want you on the show. They drop the ball. I don't know why. He's like, he's better than a lot of these cats. But, you know, I guess that's how the games work or whatever. I don't know. Right. Yeah, a lot of I feel like um, people are afraid. You know, I I love being independent. Right, right. Like you know, this is funded by me. Yourself, right. you know, and and I want to be able to. You know, like I told you guys when you walked in, mm-hmm. our idea of an interview mm-hmm. is meeting an individual. Right. It's not about sitting there 
um, learning every little piece yeah, about right. that person and saying, well, you know, in 1997, you <laughs> dropped this record mm-hmm. and this record did 352,000 plays. Right. It's yeah. more or less like organic dialogue. We're, we're sitting down. Mm-hmm kicking it somewhere, you guys walk into a room, we got a mutual mm-hmm. friend, and we sit down and we're all politicking. <laughs> yeah, right. And that's exactly that's what's going on right here. There. So we're, we're able to, you know, talk about real life, mm-hmm. things that are going on in the real world, and then what you got going on with, with the music, mm-hmm. and people are able to see who you truly are yes. as right. an individual, as a human being. And then they also get to hear what you're doing with the music and become a fan of you. You, you know, not, not just, okay, well, he's got this record, I really love this record, it's who is the individual we're speaking to. And that's that's important that Very. for me, because I don't I don't you know, when these deals come across the table mm-hmm. and I'm looking at them, I'm like, OK, where well, they're saying that, you know, we got to approve certain things like right the there when I'm seeing that. Kinda... If you got to approve it, I don't want to do it. No. Mm-hmm. It's the same you know? way I feel about the music, man. Hmm. It's <laughs> like, you know, I don't wow. want to have a record that I, I feel so passionate about. But they're like, no. Nah. What do you do at that point? Yeah. You know, it's just like, no, I, I really feel strongly about this record. They're going to be like, no. I don't know yeah, why. we can't release this interview. <laughs> yeah. can't. What do you shit mean we like can't? Like, this shit was shot live. They'd be like, wait, 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 wait. You, you, talking, you said you had a doctor on your show? <laughs> you know what yeah. I mean? Y'all talked about COVID and stuff? Oh, yeah. y'all ain't no, releasing no, that. Yeah, yeah. It's not permitted. Not yeah. permitted in here. Not permitted. Yeah, cancel me. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Because because I'm going to keep doing it. This is this hey, is who I've been my entire life. I've been outspoken. You know, I'm a knucklehead that's outspoken. Mm-hmm. And I can't imagine the day where somebody's like, just quiet down. Yeah. I can't do it. <laughs> yeah. I don't even know how to, like, I could be as, the other day I had to run in with the police officer. Yeah, dude. Mm-hmm. I don't pull, know dude how to be quiet. Yammy you know, like, <laughs> got the yammy for, for me, it's like, okay, there's got a gun pointed at me <laughs> nah, because we were driving, uh. you know, and I'm sitting there and he's like, oh, well, why, why, why did you think that that was okay to do? Like, first off, you pissed me off. Yes. You know what I mean? And I'm talking to him. First off, I got to stand on my own too every single day. So when I when I leave that, do I feel comfortable with how I handled myself mm-hmm. as a man? Because yeah. at the end of the day, I am a man. I have That's to right, I have to openly speak about what I feel. Right. Right. And Absolutely. and if I'm not doing that hmm. on a platform hmm. that was built for people to speak, mm-hmm. it's not fun anymore. Right. right. You know what I mean? And and you know Joe Budden, one of my favorite artists of all time, oh, right. musically, he's somebody that had that issue with releasing music. Yeah. Cause he was putting out six minute records, yeah. no hooks. Nope. And they're like, damn, he's just going straight through. You but can't. I liked release- it. I yeah. loved it. I, you know, I loved Joe in those early beginnings. Let me just say that. I don't yeah. know what happened. Yeah. He switched it up, but that's cool. Yeah, I love those six minute records. He's killing it in the though. podcast what? game yeah. right now, yeah, right? Number four, yeah, he, number five yeah, podcast in the world. It. But yeah, it's records, it's, it's tough to sit there and think like, man, somebody's trying to shut you up. Yeah. You know, or they, they, that record's not good enough for the radio. Oh, we don't want you to talk about that stuff. We want you, you know, like you said in the record, we want you on top of the on top of the couches. <laughs> pouring bottles in the clubs like that's if that's not who you are no. and you do that i'm not gonna take time out from seeing patients every day to do that yeah because there's plenty of people ready to do that yeah, you're doing something shit. you're Real doing shit. something that's way more valuable you ever run into a, a patient at all that yeah, was actually, a fan of your music yeah actually um i it happened last week uh, like last wednesday or something i was in there and then i'm i'm asking him about you know just what's going on how long you had this chest pain you know does it radiate to your shoulder your jaw what's going on? and he's like wait a minute <laughs> You're Lazarus. And he, and he remember one of my raps. He starts rapping my that verse and it, it becomes, and it's just like crazy because it gets it like, it gets a little crazy for me because I'm like, I really try to keep them, you know, yeah, here yeah, and here. Yeah. And, but I'll be like, sir, you're having a stroke, but I'm like, bro, relax. Bro, you got, you, you got, you got, you got to relax a little bit yeah. right now. But then, I, you know, I let him, I'll give him one of these though. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 
<laughs> yeah, that's fine. Yeah. So. Is, do you get frowned upon in the workplace from anybody? Is there like any like, oh, this guy here he comes? You know what I mean? Um, in the beginning, there was a. I had to change up a couple, you know, places uh, of employment because of that. And then and, and and it wasn't even because of something. I was. It was just like I'd be like literally I'd be walking down the hall of the hospital, whether it's a nurse or a staff member over there, it'd be like Lazarus in the <laughs> building and all types of stuff. And it, and I wouldn't even really react to it. I'd just be like, peace, peace. What's, you know, I try to really hush hush on that. But then it got to someone and then and then all of a sudden it's just like, oh, okay, well, what's going on here? Mm-hmm. You know, what, what's the big deal? Why, why is he getting so much attention out here in the hospital? And I didn't like that. So, but now I feel comfortable where I'm at right now where this, you know, I have that freedom. And to, to to work without you know somebody coming up to me and asking me questions about my music. And you practice out of Vegas right now. Correct. Yeah. Okay. And you said Fat Joe was hitting you up during COVID on yeah. some advice yeah. for yeah. Dre, right? Yeah. Shout out to Fat Joe, man. That's my brother right there, Fat Joe. Um, yeah, he did uh, about Dre when during the aneurysm and asking me if he was gonna be all right and things like that. It was it was a crazy time. I was like, yo, this is just nuts. But yeah, yeah. me, I was on a Fat Joe the his podcast at that time. Um, that's fire. Fat Joe is a superstar. Man. That's that's a real yeah. superstar. Some you know, people just have that it factor. Yeah, when they walk in the room, yep. that energy, yeah. yep. that ener- the whole energy shifts in the room, that's Joe. Yeah, most definitely. Joe. Even Charleston White. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That, yeah, that was wild. Y'all yeah. hit, had him and Brittany Renner up there. Yeah. Oh, that's wild. Yeah. I bought this for your son. Oh, you my take God. Him, bring him out. Yo, that's fire. I got that from AB to Jay-Z. Yeah, you feel me? Whose book is this? That's, well, it's my book from my kid's book. But oh, okay, that's kid fire. You know, I got it from my kid. Fire. Yeah. I appreciate He's seven that. now. He's seven now. Yeah, he just turned seven to two. Don't need the book no, no more. Don't need it no more. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I seen your kid in the podcast. I'm yeah, like, oh, yeah, 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 I love yeah. it. Yeah, I love it. That's yeah, cool. Yeah, I man. seen it. I love the uh, one y'all did with Boosie, too. I gave Boosie a shout out in my song, in my single. Yeah, oh, yeah. A little Boosie shout out. Yeah, yeah Boosie, Boosie was talking about, you know, he gets no love, no rappers. Like, yeah. you know what I mean? They don't want to, people are afraid to agree mm-hmm. with the things yeah, that he right. says. No, he, he keep it 100, though. Yeah. Keep it real. That's what. You know the reals know what time it is. Yeah, yeah. they they love uh, the stuff that he talk about. That's he say the stuff one. people are scared to say. You know, yeah. um, and then like I said before, shout out to Vlad. You know, uh, we getting ready to He's do another, another interview one. with Vlad. Um, yeah, it's like you and Vlad gave the opportunity, and I appreciate it again. I'm gonna say it again. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And, uh, it's always the guys that don't look like you that shows so much support. You know yeah. what I mean? I mean, when I say support, I mean they get you where you need to be. Right, and right. that's why I had to take a time. I would say, yo, Dan's a good looking. You know what I mean, for taking a chance on lies yeah. and all that. Yeah, we all we all come from the same struggle, man. We, yeah, you know right. what I mean, we all just so shit. I want to know that. I want to believe that, but it don't. You know, it's just that some people, I think, forget their roots. Oh, that was perfect. Bro. You know, like they that was good. They don't really that understand yeah. that. that you know, good. like huh. it's almost like they're afraid to be seen mm. for who they truly are, mm. you know? So they rather sit in there with the image of, yeah. I'm going to be this, I'm going to yeah. talk to these, you know, even, even for us, right. Yes. We could, st- we could be afraid of like, Oh, well, you know, we got these people are like a list celebrities, yes, right. superstars. We can never do anybody else. That's not up there. Mm-hmm. We could, people could be af- afraid of that. That's for true. me, it's like yeah. the true. organic conversation that is actually occurring is what you're here to watch. Oh. You know what I mean? You're being, you're able to see, shout out to the sun right yeah, there. Peace uh, to the sun. Word. But like the organic conversation and meeting the individual is the most important thing because you might see a list celebrity that really doesn't have that personality. Mm-hmm. It doesn't have, yeah, it doesn't have anything real to speak about because they forgot their roots. Damn. And then you have the individuals who come in and, 
you get great conversation. People get to learn. They mm. get to see the hunger that you right. have. They get to see what you're doing. And that's, that is what is inspiring to the world. Yeah, peace. I know? wanted to also give a shout out to my older brother. Iron Amir Khan, man, he's a f- prize fighter. You know what I mean? Um, he was he was heavy in the boxing, and uh, what we were talking about, you know, on the come up, what inspired you to want to push forward? I definitely want to give credit to my brother, man, because he was he was fighting, and at the same time, we was getting picked on for our ethnicity, our race. He was the one that told me, "Hey, man, man, like, you don't take that, you don't take that from nobody. You hit him right in the face." That was the big A. Now, he would do it literally. I would do it lyrically. Amir Khan. Yeah, yeah, well, it's not it's that about. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, I, about to say, I, think I, I think I know what you're talking about. <laughs> yeah. You know what I'm saying? No, he big, uh, you know, cruiserweight. Okay. Yeah, most definitely. Whooping ass. Yes. Boxing is a big part of my life, too. You know what I mean? Like, I'm a big, huge Yeah, we had fan. some boxers up here. We got yeah. some more coming up. Hey, y'all, y- y'all had uh, uh, Wilder up here, right? Wilder's coming up. Oh, Wilder's nah, yeah, coming yeah, up. Yeah, we had to reschedule Yeah, because that, that record one. he was playing that I did with Ghostface, I shout out Deontay Wilder yeah. on that record. Wilder's a big boy. We had to get the camera set up for him. Yeah, big. Uh, we had uh, Devin Haney up here. A B A B situation was unfortunate. A-B. We A-B. couldn't air that one. I don't know if y'all seen that. Did y'all see <laughs> yeah. that? No, no, I didn't no. see that. We, but we I already know really, when you said A B. When you said A B, I'm like, I already know it's it was. Gonna a, yeah, the yeah. controversy was yeah. insane. Damn. The backlash we got was insane. Uh, you know, he 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 was intoxicated. Yeah, he was. <laughs> you know, he, <laughs> and, and, and he's supposed yeah, to be sober. Okay. Yeah, okay, that's what it was. So it was just like everybody blasted us. You know, that's crazy. How like you know you have. People that come on podcasts sometimes say more than they're supposed to say or do more than they're supposed to do. Like, yeah. just keep these. Well, that's the thing. That's the, that's the beauty. That's of the it. thing. You know, we we took a lot of flack for that. But uh, he is a grown law, man. Law enforcement coming in and he, asking questions. He is a grown man. He's responsible for his own actions. Right. His team. You can't is blame the podcast. It's yeah. not our fault. <laughs> but the thing is, is it's not even. It was more the people. Oh. It's not like he was like, oh, you can't release it. You can't do that. If, any, he, if anything, he wanted he, it out. He agreed. There was yeah. never a disagreement between oh. us. But again, this is the world, right? Yes. Like, sometimes you have to do that. The only mm-hmm. reason we took it down is like, okay, if they're going to keep coming at him aggressively yeah, right. about mm-hmm. that, we don't want anybody yeah, to look right. back. And we, you know, we take care of those That's interviews. Up, we, got, we got a celebrity right. like that coming in. We're finding out what they need to come out here. We're taking care of them. Absolutely. It's not like, oh, it was free and, and yeah. things of that nature. But at the end of the day, Integrity is important. Always. You know what I mean? Always. So to to sit there and, and blast them and to put that whole thing out there for people to try to judge them based on that up, it is, is not something we wanted to do. Yeah. Inevitably, hopefully, we could release it because there was very dope things that were yeah. said in yeah. there. I hope y'all release it. I could only imagine. Yeah. 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 I could only imagine. You got, you got legends in the building, you know Ooh. what I'm saying? Absolutely. And tonight, and tonight we got two more legends in the building. And I appreciate you, y'all greatly for us, man. So what are you, what are you doing for the ne- rest of your Miami trip? Are you so here for actually, a few more days? I got a medical conference I got to go to for the weekend oh, in cool. Orlando. So okay. I'm, heading, I'm headed over there next. Actually, I'm going to run out to drive out there tonight. Fine. So, yeah, I'm going to do that. Um, give it a little, you know, a little talk and, and things like that. But, you know, I just feel like, man, to, to, to step in a doctor's shoes one day and to step in a rapper's shoes next day, mm. um, it's just it's a blessing to be able to live that life. Right yeah, that's now wild, now. man. I ain't never heard that story, a story like that mm-hmm. ever. And I've been around a million artists. That's super cool, man. And, you know, and, and like I said, and I, I don't want to just use it to, to boast myself. I want to use it to inspire people, yeah. you know, coming up because it's like that confusion and not knowing you know, if this can or cannot happen, that always bothered me. Like, I want, I want somebody to be able to say, but no, you could do it. Hmm. It's all about time management. Word. Superman's alive. Real superhero type yeah, shit. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's, that's super dope. Saving lives. Yeah, man. Writing records that are saving lives, because I'm, I'm sure you inspire yeah, a lot too. of people, because your music isn't, you're not talking about popping bottles in the club. Mm-hmm. You know I can I mean? only rap about what I, what mm-hmm. I experience and what I know. 
So literally I, I saving to lives. Fake literally, being somebody right. I'm not, which the labels wanted me to do. I don't want to do that. You have some crazy story of a fan experience that like Ooh. reached out to you. Yeah, well, it's a it's a lot it's a lot of those actually, and you know what? Let, let me give one. Let me give yeah. one. Remember, we did a show. I think it was in Sacramento, and uh, some girl came with her, her husband or boyfriend. I'm not too sure. And she was like, "Lazarus, what do I have to do to get get behind the stage?" Oh no! And her man was right there. She told the man to hold on real fast. Hold on. And I'm like, "Um, what do you want?" She said, "What do I have to do to get back there with you, Lazarus?" I couldn't believe yeah, it. A man right there. I'm like, "Oh shit!" And I, I remember being on stage. And like getting ready to do my performance, and somebody was having a seizure in the crowd, and I had to like literally delay my set, yo, to come down oh, and actually like wow. you know, take care of that situation. That's crazy when wow. the the man for the job is the artist. <laughs> the artist. Yeah. yeah, so it's just is like there a doctor in the house? Yeah, yeah. And and do with the and mic. I'm on the mic, and it's yeah. just like, oh, we gotta stop the show for a second. Yeah, really? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Wow. But a um, real human being, you know what yeah. I mean? Like you could have easily. Mm-hmm let somebody else take care of it. You know what I'm saying? But, But, you know, I look at the fan thing differently because uh, the fan is the next superstar. Like, that Hmm. fan, and I've really opened up to that. Be like, the fans that are reaching out to you and the artists that are reaching out to you, like, you have to treat them with the utmost respect because these are the future superstars because they're going to come out one day, Mm -hmm. you know, and have their platform. They're going to have their moment. They're going to have their moment. So you have to always be aware of that, and you can't shun people away. You can't, like... Oh, he a nobody, or he this. You know what I mean? And, and similarly, like I felt that so much with coming up and people thinking that way about me. I'm gonna ignore him. He he not important. Or this and this and that. But at the end of the day, it's like we we come to our moment. We get to our position. Our time comes inevitably. And uh, all you have to do is focus on the finish line. Like I feel like whatever it is you want to do. Like I always look at it like this is where I want to be. Remember we was talking about. I want to be the artist that's bending the rules a little bit, taking hip hop into places and spheres where it's not supposed to go. That's where I see myself. So that's the person I want to be down the road. And as I'm developing into that person, I always focus on the finish line. And that finish line is where I'm targeted at. So whoever's talking this and talking this on the left and right, I try to shun that away and just focus on the goal. Because eventually, if you just put your focus on the goal, you're going to get to the goal. Mm-hmm. And those people shunning you on the side, they're the ones that's going to be praising you. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Now, out of a, a question I love to ask my guests before I ever let them leave. Uh-oh. Life is huge. It's a great guy. It's a great right. question. Life is, it's yeah. not, a lot of people take life as, mm. they speak about it like it's a small thing. You know, if you really are active and you're in the moment, you're alive. It's, mm. it's a long time. That day doesn't really go by that quick if you could pay attention to everything that's actually transpiring in that 24 hours. Out of a zero through 100, where do you see yourself at in the scale of life right now? Mm. I don't know. I'd like to think I'm just getting started. <laughs> yeah, Fat Joe. You Fat know, Joe I, said thirty. Yeah, yeah I for mean, Fat Joe to say that was. I would say seven. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I mean, to me, like, I really, it's like, I would like to think I'm still. I, it's just like I know life is short. You know, it's life is limited, but it's like I don't want the time to go by without me being able to go mm. all the way here, all the way there, and mm. you know, to be where I'm at now, to have touched outer space. But I'm like, yo, I want to keep, I want to now, I want to bring these continents together and I want to do these things and I want to take hip hop in places where people never thought of. Like, I'm just, I always think from the perspective of, man, I I got too much more to do Mm -hmm. and I got so much more, you know, to do with hip hop. And, you know, it's very funny what you say about time is time goes by so fast, especially as we're getting older, because, you know, when we're younger, we only have a certain number of years that we know of that we're building off from. So you're 10, if you're 10 years old, 
then all you know is those 10 years. So life seems longer, you know, yeah. for you. But as you're growing older and years are going by, and especially if there's not that much that's going on in that year, like you're just working your nine to five, say, and things are just progressing, it's going to go by because you don't have those unique moments Absolutely. that are coming. So for me, I like to live my life with creation of unique experiences and moments. So I also love traveling. You know, I love to experience, go to different areas of the world where I can see something that's different from what I see on my everyday. And that makes your life longer yes. because mm-hmm. now you're able to see, oh, I remember when I went to, you know, Turkey and uh, I went to Istanbul recently and I experienced what the pub- what the people are like over there and what those experiences are. Sometimes you got to get out of your bubble and go experience a different part of the world. And I feel like you live longer by doing that. Absolutely. Because now you have more memories, more unique memories. And it wasn't just, yeah, I worked my nine to five for a whole year and I don't even remember what happened. And understanding mm-hmm. new cultures, yeah, you know, and the way people actually view life, it's it'll shock you. It'll shock you, but it'll also shock you how how similar we all are. Yeah, it's just just like our body, we all got the same arteries, the same veins, the same nerves, the same bone structures going through our you know huh. insides. Yeah, but you know, people want to fight about this and that and this and that. And, um, yeah. but at the end of the day, we're all one. And one thing I always show with the hip hop is we are all one humans. You know, one human species, and that you know whether you're on all the way on the north side of the world, southwest, wherever part of the world you are, we all belong to the same human family. And you know, at the end of the day, hmm. you know, we got to respect one another. Absolutely. What does 100 look like to you then? Uh, 100 looks like I'm um, rapping on uh, Jupiter one day, then I'm rapping on Mars the next <laughs> Come day. Come on. Yeah. Come on. You know what I mean? <laughs> Let me yeah, shoot the videos for that. Let me shoot the videos for that. Yo. Then I'm, you know, flying. Out. Oh. Then I'm flying and maybe I'm going underwater. I'm Mm. rapping to the, you know what I mean? To the creatures under the, under the Mm. sea. You know, I don't know. (laughs) But yo, I appreciate you for coming up here. One last thing before we let you leave. If, if the fans were to listen to one record Mm. that Mm. just embodies who you are. What's Uh, that record? If that record, then uh, then I'll probably have them say, go check out Godflow. Godflow. Go check out Godflow. That's a record that stuck with me for many years. To this day, people remember me for that record. So Godflow is definitely a record I would tell people to go. And then Decapitation Chamber. I, like another I was going to say the Crooked, the crooked yeah. record. With Crooked Eye? Yeah, Crooked Eye. I'll say yeah, that. That's a hell of a feature. Yeah, yeah, you left that one out. Yeah, yeah, fearless. Fearless. Shout out to Crooked. I, actually, I was just talking to Crooked the other day. Oh, Shout out to my man, Ken Crooked. I'm, uh, we doing a, a Crook's Corner yeah. next month. When anyway, get over here. We're going to be doing a Crook's Corner as well. Right. Um, yeah, so yeah, definitely, man. That's that's also a big brother of mine. Um, super Lair, and he's a, he's another one of them. Like he's ready to go in the ring and go, mm, you know. Yeah, and yeah. and I, I love him. So yeah, check out that record Fearless. I did with Crooked. Fearless. It's called Fearless. Um, the record with Royce, the underdog. You know, yeah, definitely. Yeah, so you got some joints out. Yeah, I got some joints out <laughs> yeah. there, man. I've been building my my repertoire. Yeah, there you go. Word. All right, man. Well, I appreciate y'all, gentlemen, yes, for coming yes. through. This has been episode 142. 142. Wow. Of the Dancer Project. And we got it. We're going to keep going. Make sure you hit that like button, that subscribe button. We're going to drop the links for those records too on, on, the, on the bio so they can see it. And then we'll also be dropping clips. And if you want to take yourself out of the planet, go listen to Pale Blue. There you go. Shouts oh, to Dan's and everybody. And, and, and you said you were a space lover. Uh, yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what I'm saying. Go listen to that, John. Yeah. Right. Like All crazy. right, gentlemen. Signing out. Shouts to Dan's and all the associates. One, two, one, two. We out. That's on me.